I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, welcome back to more. My mate bought a toaster. My name's Tom Price, and today's Samantha Baines is being played by the wonderful Beth Granville. Hi, Beth. Hi. Thanks for being Sam Baines for us. Pleasure. She Thanks couldn't do for it, so, me. so screw her. She's dead to me now. <laughs> um, and joining us today, a, a humongously brilliant comedian, writer, actor, performer, radio presenter now as well, Matthew Crosby. Hello. I mean, which one do you want to take out of those? Just the brilliant bit, or what? yeah, I'll just say the brilliant Matthew Crosby. I'm very happy with that. Okay, just professionally brilliant. Professionally brilliant. Yeah. I'll accept that. But Pappy's Fun Club, that's what, well, Pappy's, of course, that's why people will know you. Yeah. Potentially, if they know me at all. If they know, what? Well, but, uh, yeah, they might know me from Pappy's, mm-hmm. uh, which is the sketch team I'm a part of, and a sort of podcast team as well, I guess, more so than sketches these days. We're doing a, a podcast called Pappy's Flatshare, so you might have heard that. Yes, You brilliant. might have heard me on Radio X. Sunday mornings. Well, you two are on. Well, obviously, I haven't heard you on a Sunday morning. Because no, because you're on Sunday mornings. I hear on. you in the Uber yeah. traveling to Radio X. I'm entertaining the comedians as they go and arrive for their job. That's my radio voice. You've probably heard that. It's really good. Yeah, no, it's Phil Collins. It's just how I do it. It's just really. It's quite, actually, it's, that's a little bit. It's a bit creepy. Yeah. That's yeah. why I keep getting asked to go and meet the boss. Um, so, uh, Matthew, thank you for doing this. Uh, are you a regular and frequent uh, purchaser on Amazon? I am, yeah. And I feel I do feel bad about it because, obviously, I mean, it, the great unspoken is that they're a terrible, evil corpor- a corporation. It's here, very much it? spoken on this podcast. Oh, we is it? are okay. not, in no sense affiliated. And I would love it if they could pay some tax. It would be ideal. Yes. Um, it's astonishing how little tax they paid uh, last financial year. So, no, it is very much spoken. Yeah, they are evil, but then... Everyone comes on and says how evil they are, and then and I say, you, you spent a million pounds a year? This is what you bought, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's basically because um, it's very easy not to leave your house, yeah, you know? That's great. That's the problem. I haven't gone into the Amazon, uh, like, Amazon doing my shopping yet. No, I've not oh. got onto, like, you know, like the big shop. Yeah. I've not got onto that. I mean, in fact, I don't even really use, occasionally, if it's something important like Christmas, we'll do an Ocado or something like that. Yeah. But generally, I still like going down the shops for a big so, shop. Now, you've just become a dad. I have. Three months in. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Amazing news. I'm not going to... I don't want to do that thing of people who have older kids being completely patronising, but... Oh, patronise away. My nature is quite patronising anyway. Sure. But <laughs> what's going to happen is we used to do, go and do the shop and then actually with kids. Basically, the idea of leaving the house is horrifying anyway. You know, with the news agenda these days, why would you ever leave the kids? Yeah, absolutely. It's awful. It's a scary time. Then when you have kids, you're even less likely to. You're just like, do you know what? Playground, home, lock the door. We just get everything online now. So you do lean on Amazon more and um, uh, grocery shopping as well. We just do it all online. But it's just that's just what happens. But isn't there a point? Because your kids are seven seven and and three. three, Seven and three, Mm -hmm. yes. So your kids are seven and three. Is there not a point? Because sometimes, in fact, in the run-up to having a kid, you... You end up, I don't know if you had this when you had your first kid, you end up watching 
dads with their kids. Yes. Um, and you try and do it as sort of surreptitiously as possible because obviously watching little kids is not is not on. But <laughs> you can't you just, do that. No, no it's but not. The, the binoculars and the notepad. Exactly. Not yeah. On that, yeah. But I, I ended up watching a lot of sort of interactions between dads and kids just to see what it will be like. You know, when I'm doing some solo parenting. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I thought seemed really fun was seeing dads take their kids around the shop and yeah. pick out the, the things they wanted and talk about and compare prices and stuff. Although now I say it out loud, <sighs> it feels like why make a 45-minute shop yeah. last four hours? Exactly, yeah. Well, I mean, unless you choose to make it an activity, unless you're like, oh, fuck, I've got nothing to do with them today. Let's go to Sports Direct. That was an, that was an amazing moment where old me had formed, <laughs> had formed an opinion, the me of, say, seven or eight months ago, who had a pregnant wife and was like, I'm going to be just such an amazing dad. Yeah. And now current me was going, well, no, you thought that when you were <laughs> young and feeble-minded, but actually this is, yeah. this is the reality it, of it. it. It's like two continental plates meeting, old Matthew Crosby and new Matthew Crosby. You are now meeting on the fault line and you're yeah. realising that the old guy, he, haven't, he didn't have a fucking clue. Absolutely. And I'm here to patronise you and tell you, that guy, he didn't have a fucking clue. You're going to do everything you can to stay in the house and buy everything online. It's nice in my house. I do like it. So we're going to go right back to the beginning of your Amazon shopping. Uh, Beth, have you gone back to 2003? Have you seen? That's his first year. Yeah, I Two have. Th- oh, my That's God. That's what I was just doing then. Right, my stomach's just dropped out now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure this is what happens to everyone who goes on this, but I didn't. I, I sort of assumed we'd go through the last couple of months. and. It's you, right you, to. It's a very scary film, so you've had the right reaction. There. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah it will make your stomach drop. You've gone for Frankenstein. Uh, from 1931, which in 2003 was only about 10 years earlier. So. Right, yeah. Um, which you spent, and this is adorable, £20 on a DVD. That's a very 2003 thing to do. Oh my God, <laughs> did I drop 20 quid on a DVD? That's yeah. Well, I'll tell you now, that was being paid for by Cumberland School, where I was teaching at the time. I was a teacher oh. in East London, and this was, I can tell you about this immediately, because I remember this, this was classic lazy teacher folly of <laughs> you're teaching a book, you go, well, I'll buy the DVD, I'll show them the DVD, the kids who can't be bothered to read the book will get the story of Frankenstein. Of now, course. of course, the Frankenstein of the the Boris Karloff movie, no, there's no there's no similarity to the book. It's not Mary Shelley's Frankenstein no. at all. It, so were you sort of <laughs> half an hour into the film when you realised that and the kids were screaming Here, and you realised you just bought a horror film for some children? Well, here's the thing as well. Um, I, I, I was actually off on an inset day, so I thought I'll use that as the thing. I'll just tell it. Also, inset <gasps> days when you're away... Mm. The other, have you found something? No, I just, I, I do teaching as well, and just I know the worst thing okay. is just showing something you haven't seen. Yeah. It's like putting YouTube up on the screen and go, guys, should we all just watch this? I did it with Funny Bones, and then there's people comment, the shit people comment. Oh, and they can oh, see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, of course they yeah, can see so, it. So when you haven't screened something before showing it to kids. Well, I left teaching before the, like, before the age of... Uh, plugging your laptop in mm. because which is that, what they all do now which, having gone around my kids school yeah. and they have days where the parents come in you can see all the parents going bloody hell this is easy they just run an app yeah, it's easy I, 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 interactive whiteboards were just coming in as I was leaving the teaching profession but mm. I don't I mean you need two laptops there don't you mm. I don't want to yeah. be I don't want to be big time I don't want to be crude early no, doors you but go, yeah. you don't know what you've yeah. left on the screen late at night you need to get a nice clean Acer just you for need the, to get for a lovely <laughs> a lovely clean it doesn't matter how slow it runs part <laughs> of the fun will be just it loading up yeah 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 that'll kill <laughs> that'll kill seven minutes of the lesson okay kids <laughs> <laughs> let's Correct. have our buffering seven minutes <laughs> so Frankenstein so you showed it to, did you show it to the kids or was so, it the, so I, I left it for a supply teacher to show to the kids and then kind of forgot about it basically Oops. until I started getting in essays that would talk about the bit where they find the tiger tiger's brain and they stick the tiger and I was like this isn't in the book and I couldn't work out where this had come from and obviously this had come from the uh, the, the 1931 movie 
So, okay. so if any any young uh, teachers, any any young lazy teachers who fall into the profession, uh, don't try and sort of don't try and use Amazon to get your way out of. Uh, of actually teaching the class. Because it won't work. So how long were you teaching for? So it's 2003 this point. How much longer? Because that's when I first met you. We were first gigging together and you were still a teacher. At that I think stage. I probably started comedy in about 2004. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So I, I, I left university in about 2002 mm-hmm. and did two. I did a year of teacher training, mm. a year of proper teaching, and then two years of supply so and you can see, I was out of it. You, yeah, well, you can see the comedy uh, roots are sort of, you know, what I mean, they're around, they're mingling around there. There's something fertile. Green shoots. We've got live from New York, which is a fantastic book. Oh my God, the Tom Shales book. Amazing. I've got it as well. It's, it's fantastic. vast as well. All about Saturday Night Live. It, it's the Tolstoy for, for comedians to read. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's the um, it's the oral history of Saturday Night Live. Um, I love that book so much, mm. um, to the point where <laughs> when I was planning my wedding, uh, they were saying. Could you pick a, a, a section from your favourite book to read? And I'm like, well, I can't because it'll be from Tom Shales's Life from New York, and no one wants to, wants to know about the year. You know, Billy Crystal blacked up. Um, <laughs> I do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course speech. you do. But yeah, sure. It's very, it's very resonant for a, a wedding. <laughs> yeah. Sure, um, but but yeah, I, I, I love it. I mean, Saturday Night Live is one of those things where. God, this is going to sound awful, but like because of the internet, everyone's into it now. Yes. But when I was a kid, I was obsessed with it, and I had like books about it, and I had a CD-ROM uh, <laughs> that you that had old sketches on. Yeah. You know that yeah, I could plug into my you know old PC. So the, the clean Acer. So the clean Acer. Do you find yourself when people go on about SNL? Go, I've seen this SNL sketch. Is not part of you. That same sort of uh, in the nineties, any indie band that someone else found out was like, no, no, they were mine. But Manson yeah, yeah. are mine. Yeah. Is part of you like, oi, SNL? Sure, sure, sure. You've watched a clip on Twitter, but you aren't a true. Sure. All these people who came in around David S. Pumpkins. Come on. <laughs> was it Dick in a Box they did? Dick that, in a Box. That, that was, was when I went, oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, those are the digital shorts they started doing. Yeah. But I, I used to have, again, back in the day, I used to spend money on DVDs. Mm. Uh, I'd have, like, the best of Will Ferrell, the best of Mike Myers, or the best of John Belushi. True fan, this guy. True fan. Yeah. I mean, how can you... Re- the, the thing with Saturday Night Live is, if you watch full... Because I, I, I think I got a DVD of old, full episodes. Yeah. And they're unwatchable. Like this is the thing about Saturday Night Live. It's mm. it's 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 kind of like it was ahead of its time, and it's perfect for the internet because mm. one in four sketches works brilliantly, yeah. and that's the one that everyone watches, you know, on Monday morning rather than having to wade through a ninety-minute show. Yes, but as an up-and-coming comic, and Beth, you'll agree with this as well. When I'm going to Edinburgh and watching things like SNL in their full glory and seeing the weak links, that's when you watch something and go. Oh, I, I could do this actually. Yeah, yeah they're, correct. Their brains yeah. have got unimpressive bits as well. Because if you're just watching the dynamite, you're like, oh no, I'm not explosive enough for this. But if you go to Edinburgh, if you watch all those shows, you start to think, oh, actually, I could fucking have a go at this. Yeah, which is great. I was saying this the other day that because we're working on a sketch show at the moment, and I'm always one to go, oh, it's got it's got to be as good as Partridge, otherwise I'm not fucking doing it. Sure. But we were talking about sketch shows and I was like really some of the best hours of sketch comedy and half hours on TV there's only ever really four sketches you go away and talk about and mm. really belly laugh at yeah. the rest is filler yeah. and I don't know what that is why can we only create four banging sketches in an hour you know four candles I, mate four candles there you are yeah sketches, yeah, lovely candles. lovely link <laughs> a lot lovely link I mean it doesn't make any sense but it's certainly <laughs> no, a good no, no. link <laughs> 
Listen, my, a cracking my reference links, to a cracking sketch. You're the... sitting in your Ubers on the way to Radio X. None of this makes any sense. Sure. But here's Phil Collins. Four Yorkshiremen, four candles, <laughs> four good go. sketches. The there you go. Four. The yeah, podcast yeah, they the should do. Four. Really. The four. <laughs> um, let's look at 24th of September 2003. A slightly odd choice here. And Beth, I want you to have a look at this for me. And 24th of September. Yeah, you remember it well. What were you doing on the night of the 24th? I can tell you, you were reading inappropriate relationships, the unconventional, the disapproved, and the forbidden. Have you been contemplating incest? What's going on? I'll tell you. Well, firstly, I was going to say that's the day before my brother's birthday. So <laughs> I was, I was you assume- were about to fuck your brother for his birthday. I was you? assuming that was. I was going to say, well, it was, was a last-minute gift, right? Two thousand and four. Um, I think this would have been two thousand three. Sorry, my apologies. Two thousand three. Um, right. I was living with a forensic psychologist oh. who didn't have an Amazon account. So what actually happened was I bought a lot of... Re- these are research books about... Um, Officer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I, I leapt back so much I pulled my headphones That's out. That's really though. long. Um, do you want to have a bug on I these can plug instead? I can plug well, in. these are a bit longer, so you can do them. I can plug them in here. It's all right. I'm good. I'm good. Um, yes, that was it. I, I, I physically, my fight or flight uh, instinct kicked in there and I, I threw myself backwards. Um, but yeah, she's a, she's a doctor of forensic psychology. Um, I won't tell you exactly what she specifies in because it's a comedy podcast. We're mm. trying to have fun here. But, um, but oh, so should we not click through on this link to find out what this book is I about? I would say don't, don't chase down this. There's going to be a handful of academic books that are heavy okay you know in literally and also metaphorically absolutely and probably price wise as well they're already expensive yeah. aren't they academic 68 pound 36 that's pence, an academic book if you want for that you. in hardback yes what? 68 quid that's... and nobody's ever reviewed it because oh. they're all buying it for a friend can we can we, <laughs> can <laughs> we please write can we it? write a review on your behalf that just goes hilarious <laughs> yeah go for it can we sure do it? sure yes. just put a one word review Hilarious, and then but put the title hilarious, and maybe just the content lols or something. Sure, yeah. great. Do we, how many stars do you want to give it? Oh, it's got to be full five. Full, full five. five. Yeah, we'd never be cruel. This person's going to be absolutely loving this. Yeah. Write a headline, just hilarious. Yeah, and then yeah, laugh out loud. <laughs> I mean, I genuinely have. I mean, I've, I can kind of guess what this book is about, and I'm, I already feel guilty about this. But you know what? Sometimes you've got to laugh at. Sometimes you've got to horrific things. You've got to have a gallows humour about these things, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, you've got so- to have a gallows humour. Um, I will, of course, go straight back on and find <laughs> that and delete the review. <laughs> clearly, clearly. But for the purposes of this podcast, we're, we're do- actually doing the. We're doing it for realities. Okay, so. okay, great, okay. Great. So- we've got proof. So, uh, 2004 comes along. You've only made one order in the whole year, uh, and that's Seinfeld. Seasons one, two, and three. And I think 2004 was... pounds. £43. Available now for free on Amazon Prime. I know, it's mad, Ooh, isn't it? Yes. The, um, I'm so sorry, what year are we in? 2004. No, just with the one order, 2004. So that was the year I became a comedian. What month is, uh, what month is that? September, purchase? 27th of September. Maybe it's your brother's birthday again. No, he was twenty. He's twenty fifth, so oh, okay. I would have missed it. So that was it was definitely a purchase for myself. Mm. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't have had it. That would have been around the time when I was I was still teaching, but I was also gigging. Mm. Uh, so I wouldn't have had time to watch anything. Doesn't part of you, considering the success that you have gone on to have, you know, your live shows and your TV shows and your awards that you've won, doesn't part of you look back on you looking at the comedy here and you know reading about Saturday Night Live, think fucking hell, I sort of did some stuff. I've done some stuff here, guys. I've done some research. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Is that what you mean? But, you know, I sort of mean, I don't mean emotional reserves. Like, doesn't part of you look back and, and feel pride? Don't you want to go back to that Matthew Crosby in 2003 and 4 and go, hey, man, you keep reading those books, guys, because this yeah. is going to work. I did look at the stuff I've done. Because one day a DVD of your sitcom will be available for well, yeah. £43 on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> No, that'll be on Amazon Prime for free. But still, you sure, know, it's yeah. amazing. I, I love that sort of stuff. So, 2005, absolutely precisely zero, no orders at all. Okay, so, so we're getting into the st- we're getting into the phase now of no money. 2006, absolutely nothing at all. Yeah, yeah. So we are. I, I, I wish I could say I was like ahead of the curve with boycotting Amazon. This is not a moral thing. This, this is, is this is either like no time or no money. Mm-hmm. I think probably because you're too busy paying tax. Too busy paying all of my tax, you know exactly. I mean? Yeah, for my for my proper job, mm-hmm. and obviously all the uh, cash in hand gigs that I definitely pay tax on. Yeah, every single time, always put a little bit of that cash away for mm. um, the tax man or indeed woman. Two thousand eight, zero purchases. I mean, you've really gone dark when you leave teaching behind. You also leave uh, shopping behind as I well. I think actually, if you spoke to any of my friends, they would go, "Yep." That sounds like yeah. We didn't really see you between you know. <laughs> well, in fact, I, I I did have I had. Crisis talks with several friends. I don't know if you had this when you first started doing comedy or if you, you've had this as well, where people go, when, once you throw yourself into it, yeah. especially, you know, in your 20s, you really get, like, I really went for it. I was gigging every night. I would go anywhere, you know, travel, you know, travel up to Scotland just to do a gig that would, I would probably break even on or maybe lose a little lose bit of money. Lose money on generally yeah. for me. Yeah, there's 40 quid gigs in Scotland. It's very hard to cover your transport. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Although you can put that, it's two nights at a and b in uh, Paisley. So, you know. Sure, but then how do you get up and down? So um, hitchhike. Did you ever hitchhike to a gig? No, I didn't. I went for the less safe option, which was driving with comics. Yeah, that's true. Getting a lift (laughs) off Nick Coppin. But um, and his Ford Cavalier. Remember that? Yes. Um, uh, Big shout out to Nick. Um, But uh, yeah, so so I, I think I had talks with with friends where they were like, "Have you outgrown us?" I was like, "No," but I just I now work. All day yeah. and incredibly antisocial hours. When I was when I was teaching and doing comedy, I would get up. I think at about five forty-five to get ready to go into school. Good God! Because um, I was working in Canning Town, uh, so I was which and I was living in South East London, so I was miles away. But it was the, it was the school I trained at, so that's where I ended up teaching. Yeah. So I would uh, I'd get in there for I don't know I guess about seven ish. Uh, and then I would I would race out of the front door when the bell went. You know, like how when the when the kids can tell it's about to get to three thirty, you could see them sort of putting their coats on. And sort of, you were doing I was that, that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I would beat the kids. At, like one time, the head actually took me aside and said, "Look, we saw you. You were the first out the gates <laughs> before, oh, before really any of the kids." I was like, "Well, I've got, I was." You know, that was the last year I worked there. Amazing. But, um, I had a but, gig in Norfolk. I had to go. Well, this is it. I would if I if I had a gig out of town, then obviously mm. I was going straight to Kings Cross and from straight up. Yeah. Or I was uh, going if I had a gig in town, I would go home and I'd try and get an hour's sleep. Yeah. And then I would take my marking and do the marking at the back of the gig. Wow. And I thought you were just stealing all my so jokes. And you were writing things down the back of the gig. <laughs> no, Tom. No, no, no. That is. But Beth, you do that because you still do a bit of teaching now, yeah, right? I do, yeah. So does that does that resonate with you as you? Got- yeah, yeah. I'm like, sorry, guys. Just hold that tableau, hold that freeze frame. Two seconds, I've just thought of a really good tweet. Heavy Pencil, a new comedy from Great Big Owl, the people who brought you Brian and Roger. Are you a client? Yes, yes, I'm a client. I'm the actor Michael Cork. The Observer called it a lovely thing, wonderfully funny, pitched perfectly, produced with a light touch. No, 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 no. I've I've been taken on as Fliss's assistant. You're the, 
you're the assistant's assistant. <laughs> yes, if you like. Heavy Pencil by Anna Crilly and Tony Gardner. Great big owl. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. My mate bought a so we're going to skip ahead lots of years where you don't spend any money on Amazon. And then 2010, you come back, you resurface. Like, we've gone through the dark ages now. He's back. Matthew Crosby's back. He's got cash to splash. And he's, again, spending it on comedy. Lots of Charlie Brooker stuff here, which yeah. is obviously fantastic. It's just the best. Um, you've also bought David Aranovich, uh, Voodoo Histories, How Conspiracy Theory Has Shaped Modern History. Do Did I now? You, yeah. you know what? I not only don't remember buying that, I don't remember oh, reading it. Hey, I'll tell you why. It's absolutely fine. No guilt required. It's a gift for David Crosby. Oh, okay, there we go. Yeah, so David Crosby, my <laughs> other brother. Oh. Uh, so that's around May time, would that be? June, love. It's in June. Ooh, he missed his birthday. Someone's but... a bit self-obsessed <laughs> with their comedy career. <laughs> missed his birthday by, I mean, he was 31st of, of May, so I think June is still, how, how late in June? It's the 14th. <laughs> that's a fortnight of, and, and also as well, bear in mind, this is this is pre-Amazon Prime. So this, yes. isn't, this isn't arriving on the 15th. No. This is arriving on the 27th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then I'm, and then I'm posting it to, and then I'm posting it to him probably. Um, but uh, yeah, okay, well, apologies. But I don't oh. remember that at all, but it sounds like... He, was it late? He, he only spent £26.52 pence on you as well, David, just if you're listening. Definitely. Yeah, bad. Oh, Sorry, Davey. But you know what? This is lovely because we're seeing how comedy has captured you. You've been you've been uh, hijacked by your need to do comedy. Uh, twenty twelve. Let's have a quick look over twenty twelve. What have we got here? Uh, you got Portlandia, Life, Keith Richards, going to see in a sieve. The brilliant Danny Baker. I love that book. Do you know what? I'm reading his third book now. Oh really? Which I've only. Oh, in fact, that's the, I'm currently reading it. Um, which is I think it's called On the Turn, mm-hmm. and um, it's really interesting for Danny Baker, who is, you know, he is. A relentlessly chirpy bloke yeah. to write about because he's obviously got he was very very sick when he wrote this or it was after he was very very sick yeah but it's interesting listening to a bloke talking about you know he kind of can't stay on the it's, it's basically one it's, it's basically a cancer memoir yeah but he can't stay on the story for more than about 30 seconds you know yeah, yeah. like half a page on he's going did i tell you about the time i saw earth wind and fire in you know 1971 he loves it what a life and also what an ability to recall stuff of danny baker because i always feel like i could do all the same things he's done but i just forget everything yeah. danny baker always one of those people stephen fry's like it as well they talk and they just go oh there was this thing oh there was this thing and you're just jumping around going that rolodex you know what i mean when they go, and they just grab you a story i can't so remember anything unless i've got my amazon page open in front of me <laughs> That's the, only, that's the only way I can recall stories. This is the perfect podcast. Um, January 2012, interesting, uh, The Map and the Territory by Michael Hulebeck. 
Yes. Uh, who, of Michel Houellebecq. Mich- Michel Houellebecq, who's just got a new book out now, actually. Eight ninety nine closed due to lack of payment. What's going on here, Matthew Crosby? Oh, my goodness. Uh-huh. So I can only <laughs> I can only assume I uh, didn't update my cards. Oh, or sure. I got a card. yeah. Fine, no worry about that. So what, I'm not what, judging you. No what, it's cool, man. It's what, cool. What year is it? 2012. Could oh, the year the money ran out. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> yeah. Yes, now I think. I, yeah, that was the year the money went. That was when all the doors closed. Because um, <laughs> he's Michel Ulubeki. He wrote. Was it atomized? He, he wrote, wrote atomized. Yeah, he's, he's just a, he's, lot of fucking. Yeah, lot. It's very. It's very grubby, and also like increasingly, uh, his books have become more and more. I think the word is Islamophobic. Um, yes. He's quite a controversial uh, writer, mm. and uh, that is about that book is about a cartographer, I think, but. Yeah, I, f- I find the way. Oh God, it's it's always tricky, isn't it? When people you write write horrible things. Mm. Well, well, see, people you see like, Morrissey, basically. See Morrissey. Yeah, <laughs> but the thing with Morrissey is everybody loved his songs, you know, and then he started saying some horrible stuff. Mm. But I loved these books that contained horrible things. <laughs> so the stuff so was there. The stuff was there. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like he suddenly turned into a racist. He had racism sort of in mm. him all, all the way through. Yeah. Um, I just think he's I think he's a brilliant writer. To be fair, I probably haven't read one of his books for about five years. Right, right. But, um, but Just yeah. like the idea of you having a nice time reading a book on a bus, this Michel Houellebecq, and suddenly looking around, you're going, everyone's staring at me like I'm <laughs> yeah. reading some sort of BNP like manual. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, what's, what have you got, Beth? What can we find? Just... Just reading a one-star review and like safe in the knowledge you haven't written it because you've just said you love all this, all this stuff. Well, hang on a sec. Wait, no, no, no. no. Yeah, let's, let's, you absolutely let's, love this. You, you sing along to these books. Let's yeah. be very, very careful in saying I don't, I don't love racism, but mm. I am not averse to reading the, a bit opinion, of racism. the opinions of somebody I disagree with. Uh-huh. Is that fair? Oh, that's clever. Yeah, that's clever. I see what you've done. It's a bit so like following follow- Farage <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah, okay. I saw Farage the other day. Did you? Oh, of course, because you work in the same building as we him. Were, I work in the same building <gasps> as him. And he, he gets in uh, bright and breezy uh, like three hours before he does his show and just sort of prowls the corridors. Oh, gross. Uh, and it's so... You know the bit in... Um, you know the, you know Sam Rockwell's character in Frost Nixon who <laughs> hates Nixon? Yes. And then when he sees him, sort of like slightly crumples and goes, Mr. President. <laughs> I, I slightly did that with Farage. Like he, he was walking down the corridor and, when, you know, and also I'm in global uh, the, the, the global building at 7 a.m. on a Sunday. So mm. it's a ghost town. Mm. None of the other stations are operating. Uh, I mean, they're all, they're all operating. It's pre-recorded. A lot of pre-recorded. Yeah. Occasionally, there'll be, there's, there's a guy over in Capital Extra who I, I wave to, um, but that's <laughs> Don't it. Don't know his name. Don't know his name. <laughs> I mean, he's always broadcasting. I've never, never, never had a chance to go in. I'm sure it's on a sign outside the door that I could read. But anyway, we always wave to each other and give a thumbs up. Um, but because I saw another human being on my way to the loo. It was Farage, he's not a human being. I know, I know. That's. I, I just went, uh, morning. Oh, you did it! And, uh, and he you went, obsequious fawning bastard. And he went, hello. Uh. And uh, and then I went into the I went into the toilet uh, and I went into the cubicle and I could tell it was the cubicle he'd just used because the water was still <sighs> rippling from the flush and he had weed all over the floor. Fuck off. And you're like, come on, it's it's Sunday of morning. Of course he did his night cleaners, Of course that's what he's doing. The cleaners won't be in till Monday. <gasps> he's treating that toilet like he's treating the country. Exactly, he's pissing he's all pissing over it. He's pissing all over it. Oh, there's so there a gossip go. podcast for that kind of stuff. Oh I, I wanted God. to tell that story on air and they said, but I probably don't. That's but, astonishing. Um, so Nigel Farage, messy pisser. Messy pisser. Not a surprise at all. No of course way. he is. No, it's not, is it? Oh, oh sorry. That I'm, that Nigel Farage. Now I've made you all star. think of Nigel Farage's, you know, 
yeah. ablutions. Oh, um, Jesus. I um, just read a two-star review of your book, Ar- Arrogant Intellectual. And oh, it was just nicely timed with what you were mentioning for yeah, can I just, which, I don't know if he's intellectual. Can I just say as well, you're, you're, it's not my book. <laughs> <laughs> so what else have we got on Matthew's favourite uh, racist book? He's got a few favourite racist books. but um, um, Anything else there? Disappointing. Oh, Michel Ulubek, if you're um, listening. An okay book. Okay. The Good, the Bad, the Ugly mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's hard to go to a review of a book after we've just found out that Nigel Farage pisses on the floor. Do you know I know, what I, mean? I know. Yeah. It is. I got. I should have been reading the reviews, and I was so no, engaged no, 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 in that it's, it's top right. corking anecdote about Ikea, Farage's manners. IKEA made that um, toilet cleaner called the Farage. Maybe that's because they yes, knew. Yes, they, they were knew. Of course, that. they knew. So uh, I want to just eighth of July, twenty twelve. Beth, see if you can see this as well. Roll on, roll on. Tom Paley's old time moonshine review. Yeah. Tell us about what it is, please. It's this a great is, album. It's kind of. Old country. Okay. I guess like sort of Woody Guthrie oh, lovely. Type, uh, type stuff. But um, I heard I heard a song. So this would have been, we're saying 2012. Yeah. And it's what uh, what month? Uh, July, 8th of July. Very near my birthday, but you didn't get me that that year. <laughs> I didn't know. No. You've got to wait a fortnight for sure, that. Sure, sure. Okay. Um, so I would have been, July, I would have been traveling around the country mm-hmm. uh, previewing Last show ever, the the final Pappy's show. Okay, uh, and we listened to a lot of late night, uh, late night radio two. Yes, which you know, so Stephen Mack had a show late night radio two where he would play uh, a lot of weirder music. In fact, was it Stephen Mack's show? But it was certainly and some late night radio two shows that yeah, would yeah. play. Maybe it might have even been Whispering Bob Harris. Yes, but um, of course, of course, of Whispering course. Bob Harris. And there is that was a, there was a song about um shooting a bird and uh it's kind of like a funny a funny song called, i think it's called a horse named jim okay and it's about we'll put it on there we can, i'll stick it on the bit of the podcast play a little bit of a horse yeah. i think it's called horse named jim and there's um it's all about yeah it's just a sort of silly kind of oldie americana country type song let's have a little listen i'm okay. going out to the wood next year i'm gonna hunt for beer and not for deer i am i ain't I'm a great sharpshootress at shooting birds. I am a beaut. There is no bird that I can't shoot in the eye, in the ear, in the nose, and in the fingers. Very nice. I like that, Matthew. It's a good album. We've got lovely ears. And again, back in the day when I was still purchasing CDs. Yes. Any good reviews of that, Beth? Uh, they're all five star. Everyone oh, bloody loves this. Oh, Whiskey, women, heartbreak. What's not to like? Love it. Good service. Well worth buying. Lovely disc. Good music. <laughs> lovely, <laughs> lovely disc. Lovely disc. <laughs> was it? Was it not not scratched? I guess. I guess is that yeah. a lovely disc. I the don't thing know. we always find is people saying prompt delivery. People give something an amazing review. Yeah, the yeah. product's crap, but it arrived on the day I ordered it. Prompt lo- delivery, five stars. <laughs> I love ones that end in what more can I say? <laughs> <laughs> I think prompt, I think prompt delivery is a good one because. It's it's basically the speed you get stuff is key, like especially you, with Amazon because you're doing so it's impulse buying, it's so mm, instant gratification. You just want it now, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, but I think even even like like yesterday, my wife and I we were starving, we were walking home, and there's a new cafe that's just opened up over the road, yeah. and we were like, do we go home and make food, or do we go and go to the cafe and get food? Mm. And we went to the cafe and. Luckily, the food came really quick, and that was sort of that was the the, the big thing for us was it didn't because the food arrived so quickly. I mean, it was good, but it didn't matter. It, it, it could arrived. have been hot, hot baked beans. You'd have been thrilled. Well, it, it was a it was a uh, fry up, so it was hot baked beans. Oh, <laughs> so, um, oh. but um, it, I tell you, what, here's the thing. I had a veggie fry up yesterday. I know this isn't. We've gone off 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 topic from the. No, episode. we love a tangent. Love a tangent. Um, 
So see if you think the vegetarian fry up. Yeah. See if you think these things belong on the veggie fry up. Oh yeah, go on then. Yeah. Okay. Love yep. this. So there was ratatouille. No. No, of course not. Sort of roasted veg. No. And no, tomatoes. No. That's no. A, there was a lump of that on the side. Well, no, no. no, clearly not. Hummus. No. No. What? Hummus. You don't need. A, don't have that. That's just a fat. I've been condiment. a veggie twenty-eight years, so I'm really qualified. Okay. On this. Okay. Carry on. Um, sliced avocado. I say no. It's cold. That's uh, true. Yeah. Crucially, no. it's cold. No, no, no. And then also as well, I mean, you know what? It was all delicious and I ate it all. Hang on. Was that it? Was there anything else? No, no, no. no obviously. breakfast, is it? You there was obviously eggs, veggie sausages, beans. So there was, there was scrambled eggs. There was uh, big mushrooms. There was uh, fried tomatoes. All good. Tick. There was beans in a little uh, little pot. Obviously, I don't... Well, you just tip the pot over, don't exactly. you? You're not going to take it a bean at a time. I know. You? I don't know why they keep the beans. Beans in ramekins, no. No, just, just pour it on. <laughs> no. I'm a grown-up, all right? Just One pour it star. on. I can, I can deal with it. I'm going to call this episode Beans in Ramekins, no. That's <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> Um, and uh, but then some other extra like also as well veggie sausage was now we are very far down the line in veggie sausages the veggie sausage technology is you know it's basically as good as it's going to get, mm-hmm. yeah. I reckon. You could fly to the moon on the technology in one veggie sausage. It's, it's so true, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You're, you, there is more technology in a veggie sausage than in your iPhone. <laughs> that's that's your if you're carrying if you've got a veggie sausage in your pocket you're basically Elon Musk. You're very <laughs> <laughs> he's very pleased to see me. But uh, <laughs> um, we're running out of time, Matthew Crosby. So okay, I want to I want to skip on ahead. 2013, you bought uh, some mini wooden pegs, a plane, just plain hundred pack. You bought a hundred uh, mini wooden pegs. Anyone care to guess how much one hundred? Mini wooden pegs costs. Okay, we're we're in we're we're in recent years here now. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to say it cost four four quid four ninety nine. Okay, 2013. So after the crash, so some people are probably using this for currency. Sure. So... <laughs> Absolutely, it's a bartering tool. Yeah. One pound ten. Whoa. One pound ten. That's. I mean, that's that's a, a punts per peg. More, punts, more or less, yeah, a punts yeah. per peg. It's a punts per peg. Plus ten, uh, yeah, punts and a bit per peg. It's amazing, really. It's not bad at all. Yeah, Still use incredible. those pegs. Do you? Well, you've got your bloody money's worth. I mean, if you use them once, you've got your money's worth. I don't use well, them all. you say that, but you know that theory about if you spend not very much money on something, it's rubbish? Yeah. That's what it looks like these pegs were. It's not something I would purchase again. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> totally useless. That is not something you want out of a peg is it uselessness hmm. um, sure some of them ping off but someone, that's pegs for you listen this person's absolutely furious and rightfully so because they got I mean I love that someone's counted these they got 90 pegs not 100 oh. <laughs> <laughs> someone rain it and one was broken very disappointed I want 11p back cheap cheap quality they break so easily sorry sorry cheap quality how much you paid you paid 99p for them yeah what's the Unreasonable, unreasonable. Sure. <laughs> the clips was, were much smaller than I expected. They were completely useless due to their size. Oh. Well, they, they are small, I'll say that much. And actually what we use them for now is for pegging uh, stuff pegging. in the freezer. Pegging. For pegging, yeah. <laughs> I've, got, I've got about four of them up my arse right now. They were a little smaller than I expected. I've got to peg them together and then shove them straight up my arsehole. But, um, Dolls but, clothes. No, we, we peg stuff in the freezer. Nice. Oh, that's clever. So right, add in a review. Reply to these guys. Put it on. Look, you can write it for me. I, the great, so hang on. Say great in the freezer, and I've got four on my ass right now. <laughs> okay, I'm replying. I completely agree about the size. Lovely. Which is why they work so well in the freezer. Which is why they work so well in the freezer. And you elsewhere. can have that for free. And in the freezer and elsewhere. Yeah, great. We'll know. We'll know what, <laughs> we'll we know what, mm-hmm. what it means. We mean, he means up his <laughs> asshole, but don't write yeah. that. <laughs> 
So we're running out of time. So what I'm going to do is do like a speed run through some of your products. Okay. You can just give us some sort of instant one-word reactions, noises or an excuse <laughs> okay, maybe. Sure. So we've got things like the super bright LED headlamp, 18 white LED and two red LED uh, things, which sits on your head. So it's like a minor would wear or... Matthew Crosby in 2015. It's December 2015, <laughs> so maybe what are you doing? Preparing to be Father Christmas? or what's I happening? can tell you exactly what that is. We did a show about the the internet at Soho Theatre. Oh, yeah. And so a lot of a lot of crap stuff I've bought on Amazon around this era would have been Secret Dude Society, which was our show we did at the Soho Theatre. I see. Where that, would have, that was to dress up as a, as a robot. In fact, <laughs> it was to dress up as um, Daft Punk. Oh, yes, so, yes. So we would cover our faces with foil uh-huh. and put two headlights over our our eyes and the great thing about that was um because I, I played the interviewer obviously I didn't, but tom and ben played daft punk yeah. and uh, they they get dressed backstage and then of course wouldn't be able to see so daft <laughs> punk would have to kind of crawl onto the stage and have to guide them and then that was great it was really really oh, fun there you go. i love it okay uh john niven straight white male great book great yes. book yes um alan bennett a life like other people's all very good stuff I nick hornby funny girl yes brilliant fantastic book i loved it clearly eddie large larger than life my autobiography i used to uh do reviews on again on radio x i used to do reviews mm. of uh autobiographies and uh i did a section called rags to richie because that was <laughs> the title of my uh, my favorite shane richie's autobiography and that was when i was doing them live at the edinburgh festival ah, okay. so for josh Whitcomb's radio show uh yes. he did a live live one at the edinburgh festival so there's loads of these you've got uh, uh, Jim Davis and the Full Monty the Crankies Fan Dabby Dozy these are so all... much shagging in that book <laughs> what in Jim Davison or no, in the Crankies it, or in both but oh. um, it's, it's a li- bit less bleak in the Crankies because they seem to be into it <laughs> <laughs> um, alright let's skip on ahead we are running out of time we're going to go to the past six months okay let's okay, see what you've been getting past to. six months because we've got this um, this guy who started off as a teacher but had intentions to become a comedian then we see you on the road missing all your family's uh, birthdays because you are a travelling comedian you yes. care more about your career than your family that's uh, it then we see Mad Pro we see terrible autobiographies and now we see Matthew Crosby in 2019 three months into being a dad yes so let's see where this guy has landed let's see okay yeah we are pouch royal canin wet sterilised gravy cat food he's got cats that's lovely I've got cats I have a cat Cosmo Mm -hmm. and uh, by the way we we, we got the cat first and the cat is really upset about about the baby Mm -hmm. cat can't handle the baby and um, we're sort of slow nor can they look after the baby which is fucking infuriating it's it's terrible (laughs) Um, what what they don't do though that um, comedian Fern Brady said oh you you do realise that cats um, suck out baby's breath have you heard that as well? It's like an old wives' tale, but they she told it to me like, yeah. yeah, she told me like yeah. it was a fact. She's yeah. like, oh yeah, it will, it, will sta- it will stand over the the crib and suck out the baby's breath. And of course, that isn't what happens. <laughs> they will sit on babies though and suffocate them, so you have got to be careful. Mm, mm. But um, they're but, yeah, not sucking out the breath. No. Not sucking out but, the breath. No, and I and I love Cosmo, but yesterday, trying to sort of you know, I'm, I'm just trying to be really nice to her. So I was, she was. I was tied in my bedroom. She was sort of leaping in and out of the cupboard. Uh, I forgot about this. Shut the wardrobe and. Charlie found her. My wife found her an hour later, just in my wardrobe, and she was. She's been. Re- she's been so pissed off with me for the last twenty four hours. She went. I'm not her friend. You're anymore. now going to live with a sulking cat for the rest of its days. And if you see, happens. if you see my cat's face, she's a short, exotic short hair. They've got a really sulky face anyway, <laughs> so she just looks even more disappointed. I love it. I love it. I bet you wouldn't be late for her birthday though, would you? I bet you get the cat's birthday bang on the day. Valentine's Day. There you go. Really? Yeah. Perfect. Valentine's cat. Never it. forget it. I love it. Um, a lot of pegs. Lakeland soft grip oh pegs. God. 
I've got a, I've got a peg problem, guys. Do you use pegs as bookmarks? <laughs> what I love about the the pegs as well, and we're going to have to leave it on this, Matthew Crosby. But it's a sign of tremendous rags to riches because originally you're paying one p per peg, uh, a, a punce per peg, and now you're you know a pack of twenty for six pounds fifty nine. That's like thirty p a peg, mate. I'm not Things a, are going well. I'm doing okay, guys. I'm not hey. a, I'm not afraid to throw a bit of money around. It's absolutely <laughs> wonderful, uh, Matthew Crosby. It's been so nice to hang out with you again and spend some time with you. It's been lovely hanging out with you guys as well. It's been so fun. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you for coming on. And uh, how can we see you? Uh, obviously, we can hear you on Radio X uh, with Ed Gamble, right? On a Sunday morning. That's right. Sunday mornings, Radio X, uh, 8 till 11 uh, with Ed Gamble. Uh, also, there's a podcast of that, which you can get from wherever you get your podcast. Very nice indeed. And of course, Pappy's podcast. Yes, Pappy's well. podcast, Pappy's Flat Share, which is uh, available again from wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. And it's three different podcasts on the same feed. So there's the live show, which, yes. is, pa- which is like our little weird panel show yeah. uh, called uh, Pappy's uh, Flat Share Slam Down. Then we do uh, Beef Brothers Cold Cuts, where we solve people's problems they have with their flatmates. Amazing. And then we have House Meeting, which is just the three of us basically talking bollocks. Oh, people talking bollocks. That should Finally. be... Finally. Yeah, it's about time there was some podcasts Finally, about three white men talking bollocks. <laughs> it's about time we heard their opinions. Uh, Beth Gramble, thank you very much for being Sam Baines. We'll see you again soon. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming down. Um, and uh, that's it. That's the end of this episode. Thank you very much for listening. Give us a nice rate and review at ToasterPod on Twitter. See you next time. Bye. I love the pretty baby and I want you for the rest of my day. GreatBigOwl.com Hello, I'm Jack Beaumont. I do Crime Club. In Series 1 I spoke to people like this. Did you not kick a policeman in the head? Yeah, that was... When was that? I was 17. Wait, was I 17 or 19? I think I might have been 19, actually. In Series 2, I talked to people like this. There was a paedophile with one leg. I kicked him clean out of his wheelchair. About four of us, I mean, we battered him. And this. Cheated on your boyfriend to give him gonorrhea? Do you want to go there, or would you rather not? Yeah, no, 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 I could talk about it. I have jingles like this. That's Crime Club, where strange people tell stories involving bad behaviour. New episodes out every Monday. 